Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, a podcast where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood gets the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, I use they, them pronouns. And this week, <laughs> against my better judgment, <laughs> this week we're talking about Neopets. Yay! Lindsay, tell me about your Neopets. I I have abandoned many because I gain interest and then I lose interest and I forget about them. And yeah, um, and I was kind of selfish in that I really went on to Neopets for their uh, comics. That's fair. With the story events and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I also can't remember... Okay, I know that I had a Rookie, and a Bori, and an Ixie. I can't remember the fourth one. No, it was a Corbat. If if memory serves me correctly, it would have been a, a either a Red Bori and a Blue Rookie, or a Blue Bori and a Red Rookie. I feel like it was the latter. And a Yellow Ixie, and a Green Corbat. Uh, what would I always have? Because I made a couple different accounts, and part of the problem was that I would always forget the, you know, password. And then after a while, I realized, oh, I can get onto like the eighteen plus stuff if I just lie about my birth date. Oh, what a magical scheme! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just pump up that birth date by a couple of years, and I was good. Yep, Hannah was from Hannah and the Ice Case. Uh, a Usel? The squirrel? Yeah. I yeah. really liked Usel. Oh my god, it's their 20th anniversary right now. We're topical. Oh god. By complete accident. <laughs> Timing! Woo! I definitely had, like, up to four accounts on here over the years just because I kept forgetting how to get into certain ones. Yeah. I'd be on there for a bit, and then I'd leave, and then I'd come back, and then I'd leave again. Yeah. I think that's a lot of people's stories. Yeah. And also a lot of people's stories are, oh, it's been years and now they're all dying. <laughs> it's because if you make them escape, the, the mistake, if you make the mistake of getting a skeeth, skeeths will just eat anything. Skeeths and gararls will eat anything. And then it's like, you're hooped. They ate the other pets, stuff like that. I do not want to think of that dark aspect. I don't know if it can still happen, but it used to be that if your pet got too sad, they would turn blue. Literally turn blue. <laughs> so we, so here's the other thing about this week. This is a People's Choice episode. Yeah. And because we're not doing a People's Choice episode for December, because we already have so much stuff going on in December, yeah. uh, we decided to just double down on this and we started gathering people's testimonials. So I put the call out on Twitter, but I also put something up just on my personal Facebook page for my friends. Yeah. So... Our friend Tasha said, oh no, I forgot to feed them for the past 10 years. Paige <laughs> says, they're definitely passed away. Austin says, pretty sure my T-Rex eat they, them all, and they're all probably dead. Yep. Uh, Stephanie ha says that she had an Akara that she really loved, and she wanted to be able to take screenshots of her pets. For whatever reason, she could only do it by sending someone to the pound and opening up a free slot. And so she ended up sending her favorite Akara to the pound, and then wasn't able to grab her again, and cried holding a picture of her that she had printed from the computer. Oh god! Which is the most heartrending story that I've heard. Yeah! Uh, also, our friend Duncan, who was a guest of the podcast a while back, uh, he had a jub-jub, and he spent loads of times playing with him, but he ended up closing the email for the account and forgot the password, so we was never able to recover him. Much sad. Yes. Reblog if you cry every time. <laughs> now, over on Twitter, uh, Twitter testimonials. So, Snow Ghost at Haunting the Morgue. They say, I restarted playing Neopets in college so that I could do that instead of work. I kind of <laughs> already picked it up when a friend of mine was talking about how she still played the games, but now I have more Neo points than I ever had as a kid, and they're worth nothing now. Yeah. I also kind of got addicted to collecting pets in a sense, so I have three side accounts with pets on them too. Probably from too much Pokemon. I have some dream paint jobs that I wanted for a while, like a plushy Skeeth and a Mutant Zweetalk and a Crake, and part of that was because one of my best pals from college, at Grant Gly, was like a Neopets wizard. He had so many points. He got me the Skeeth potion and the Crake, if I recall. 
I don't think he plays, but still a different pal of mine was talking about it and made me log in again. <laughs> uh, friend of the show Cassidy, at Madlobotanist, M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-N-A-S-T. <laughs> I really wanted uh, to have a Neopets account, but I couldn't because it wouldn't accept my email. I was on the kids-only section of AOL at the time. I also remember when they had the Happy Meal Neopet toys, and I really wanted the dragon one. Yeah. Uh, Janine, another friend. Everyone here is a friend of the podcast, really. Yes. Uh, Janine at Janine Juliet. My name on Neopets was literally the worst hand I had at Scrabble. So it was probably like, <laughs> ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> uh, she quit when her skeeth was mildly hungry and ate her flame paintbrush. It took her a month to get, and she's still mad. Oh. And damn, I would be too. Yeah. Uh, Christina from last week. Uh, I played Neopets for a few years. I started with a red uni, Uniqua, because I wanted to name her Unique, but that was taken. And I adopted a blue Eerie, blue Piofin, and green Gellert, named it Chili underscore Chili underscore Chili. And that is the best name for anything? Yes. The I'm gonna name my next something that. Whether it's the next Pokemon I get, or the next real-life animal I get, I'm gonna name them Chili Chili Chili. <laughs> and make sure they only respond when you say it three times. Yes. If you say it two, they just looked at you expectantly. <laughs> Um, she always wanted to paint them, but she had no patience for the Neopets economy. Also, Scopa to Mana or whatever, but Neopets has a lot of really great creative character and creature design. Their art team does a great job. Yeah. And they really do. Thank you, Christina. Uh, Charlie, uh, whose current screen name is Charlie Neal at Nano Hell Month. Oh boy, <laughs> I should get in on that again. <laughs> I think I'm at 8,000 words last I checked, which is too far behind. Yeah, um, I didn't really get around to writing down any actual prose. But you're planning, so that's something. Yes. You made a spreadsheet, which is always a good step. Anyway, uh, Charlie at Magical underscore Pride says, Neopets was like the first site I ever visited by myself when I was allowed to as a kid. This was in the early 2000s. It was something I played for months getting new Neopets, and I even had a house in the game. I think I did some arena battling with the pet pets, but I don't think I ever won one. It was a lot of fun, though. I believe my first Neopet was in Asia. I really liked adopting them from places where Neopets were abandoned. I kept trying to do that game where you roll cheese down a hill, and if yours won, you get Neopoints, but I never won that either. Aww. The game I played the most was Trouble at the National Neopian, where Neopets are depositing money, but you have to slam down bars over criminals, and it speeds up as you go. I got real good at it, and it was fun while it lasted. That's a, that was one of the games that I played all the time, too. Yeah. Because it was like, you had a whole keyboard set up and you had to hit the right key to drop the bars on the right people. <laughs> I don't think I played those ones. I tried to go for the... I liked the... Um... Oh, I forget what it was called, but it was like in the Stone Age era, area and you... Destructo Match. Yeah. Yeah, Destructo yeah. Match. Yeah. Because I think that was one of the easiest games to get a hang of. Yeah. When you were a youth. <laughs> well, look at me now playing match three games. Yeah. <laughs> match three games have taken over the world. Yes. Um, and the last response we got for uh, on the Twitter was from Fantasy Crest at Fantasy Crest. Oh boy, this subject is something. As a kid, my account issues were meh, though I did buy merchandise and I still have some of my plushies. And I kept the magazines from when Neopets magazine was a thing. In more recent years, though, I made a new account. I lost the old one. And I have a Shoiru, my favorite naturally, a Scorchio, and with how easy it is, can wait, how easy it can be to get Neopoints and other things, I fulfilled a long-standing goal of mine, which was to get a Blue Drake Neopet. I will probably never get a Meowclops, but that's still, it's something. Neopets is okay now. <laughs> the big storylines when they did them were great. The Fall of Fairyland and the Darkest Fairy stories were awesome. Yeah. The Neopian Times, with their weekly newsletter, has fan submissions, and a majority of those are amazing written pieces. Uh, in your consideration for how to reboot this, may I turn your attention to Neopets Treasure Keepers. It was a Facebook game where you run a store in a place called Portal City that was amazing, and in my opinion, could have worked as a base for like an MMO thing that Neopets should be nowadays, and I'm still a little mad that they closed it down. Uh, a short summary of my experience, sorry for the format and my indignation <laughs> at the end there. <laughs> it's fine, your yeah. own delight. So, I guess you should... Dive deep into the bowels of early internet history. 
Yeah, okay, so here, the thing about Neopets, the wow thing, is that it started as a website specifically aimed at college students. Yeah. The, the idea being that they could take care of these virtual pets because they weren't allowed to have real pets in the dorms. And yeah. so you get, like, your virtual fox, your virtual wolf, all that fun virtual stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, this was, like, just as the internet was starting. Like, it's their 20th anniversary right now, so they started in 1999. So we were wee children in 1999. Yeah. It was created by this, um, at the time, Welsh University student named Adam Powell. Um, and yeah, it was just a virtual pet site. The basic idea is that you're a Neopian, i.e. the owner, with a limit of four Neopets. But as of o- October 2017, you can have five with a regular account or six with a premium account. Uh, owners can take care of their pets by feeding and playing with them, but there are a number of things that they can do, like buy and sell items, play Neopet games, and discuss on the on the Neo boards, explore Neopia, which was my favorite thing, train and battle the, with their Neopets, and design a web page. Some Neopians strive to become rich, others use it as a place to post Neopet fan work, and still others use it to win contests. My favorite part was when they introduced the different storylines. <laughs> yeah. The storylines are great too, even though I can only remember a handful of them. Yeah. Um, the first one I read was um, The Adventures of Hannah or something. Uh, she was a Yuzel who was a fairly popular character. She came from the Pirate Island. She goes on an adventure. She gets cursed. There is Escapes and betrayals, and it was also a way to introduce a new Neopet species that you can get. The cute armadillo thing. Oh, right, Boris. Yeah, Boris. Yeah, I had a Bori. Yeah, same here. Let's see. Okay, so here I'm on a Neopets wiki now to look at the plot. So there was the arrival of Virtue Pets, uh, the hunt for the Battle Dome, the Terranian invasion, Brucey B and the Lucky Coin, the destruction of Maraqua, Champions of Miradel, the battle for Miradel, then there was Hannah. Uh, yeah. Then the Curse of Morakwa, another Lost Desert thing, another Altador. Um, the one that introduced, like, the Asian-themed region place. Uh, yeah, Shenku. Yeah. Uh, the Tale of Woe, which I believe was from the Haunted Woods. Yeah, that was another favorite. Uh, Journey to the Lost Isle, which was Giraptiku, I believe. Yeah. The Return of Dr. Sloth, the Atlas of the Ancients. Which, oh, where did the Atlas of the Ancients take us to? Oh, uh, it was like an underground place. Yes. Um, yeah, these Moltara. mines. And for a while when I was playing, I got obsessed with collecting these little glow-in-the-dark slugs. I didn't know what they did. <laughs> but you could collect them. And I guess like they let your path as you further explore the place. Yeah, if you get enough of them in the land, if you get all of them in the lantern, then you can explore a certain cave. I can't remember what exploring the cave can do. Yeah. Um, then there was the Fairy's Ruin, then the War for the Obelisk, and the latest one was the the Wraith Resurgence, which started in the 17th of November 2017, but it looks like it's just, I feel like this is a, not a proper wiki, and it has not been updated. updated in a while. Let's see if I can find the real Neopets wiki, that's uh, that one. Yeah, it d- it doesn't look like there's any ongoing plots right now, except for like the 20th anniversary plot, I guess. Huh. Which also involves your girl Hannah, so that's something. Nice. See, the plot I remember the most was the revival of Morakwa, because I joined Neopets just after Morakwa was destroyed, and Morakwa was like this Atlantis-type place. Yeah. And if you joined after it was destroyed, it was just the swirling vortex, and you'd go there and it'd be like, oh, the vortex is too powerful, da-da-da. And it was like that for like three full years at least. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, on the news, it's, like, on not on the television news, and it wasn't, it wasn't major news, but on the Neopets news page, it was like, oh, by the way, the, uh, the swirling vortex that used to be Morakwa has stopped, is, uh, starting to slow down, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's happening, Morakwa's coming back, ah! <laughs> yeah, I remember that one, um, I remember the Tale of Woe, which is in the Haunted Woods, and the desert one when they added the extension to it right they did that too yeah 
So, yeah, so Neopets started as a thing for college kids, and then because it started to become more financially viable, they started putting more money into it, and they also started marketing it towards kids, because kids also love virtual pets, as you yeah. can tell, because Pokemon exists. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of hit, like, right at that sweet spot when Pokemon was really big with us little ones at the time. Yeah. And so then, of course, you have the issue that some of our people brought up how, like, you can only own four actual pets at once. And so when Pokemon is like, gotta catch them all, and Neopets is just like, oh, only have a few. Yeah. You get some people like, oh, I I have to choose. These choices are so terrible. And then they make all of these, just all the uh, backup accounts. Oh, yeah, there was a reason why I ended up getting both a Yahoo and a Hotmail account. My first one was with a Shaw account. Shaw? Yeah. I didn't even know that they, that they had an, e- an email service. Yeah, it was like something something at Shaw.ca. Huh. Um, I can't even access half of the Neopet stuff because it all requires Flash. Oh, yeah. And mine is... Iffy, at best. Fortunately, I can still get into most of the games if I tried. Yeah, I know which which things to reboot for my laptop. That um, forced obsolescence that Apple loves is just the tops. The tops, Steve Jobs, the absolute best. Yep. Now, so the first thing, now that we've kind of addressed, like, kind of covered what Neopets is. Or used to be. Yes. So the first thing we're going to do with Neopets is get rid of the Scientologists. Yeah, Scientologists kind of bought it, but apparently there's another company involved from China. Well, I'm just going to quickly read an article on this to make sure I have all my facts straight. Okay, so from The Guardian. Virtual pet game Neopets returns, but should it stay in the past? (laughs) I'm reading from The Guardian, and The Guardian is from England, okay? Oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yes. So in 2005, uh, it was sold for $160 million to Viacom, which changed the advertising and introduced NeoCash, a new form of currency that can be bought only with real money. Intriguingly, and as explained by the YouTube series called People Make Games, it was also once owned by Scientologists. Yep. Uh, in 2014, Viacom sold the site to an entertainment company called Knowledge Adventure, which is owned by Chinese publisher NetDragon. This month sees the release of a mobile puzzle game called Neopets Legends and Letters, but later this year, it will release an app that promises to contain all of Neopia. It seems like some of the backers involved with the buying and selling of Neopets had connections to Scientology? Yeah, so it's not like the Church of Scientology outright bought Neopets, but people who were connected to it and following its tenants, its tenants being make money, and if anyone says Scientology is bad, harass them until they disappear. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... (laughs) It's really saying it's not technically owned by Scientologists, it's just splitting hairs at this point. It's controlled enough by Scientologists. And apparently this has been happening for a while, and, like, the two founders, Donna Williams and Adam Powell, they are not Scientologists. Yeah. And when they found out that there were some staff who were trying to put Scientology recruitment methods into the site, then they put the kibosh on that. And they said, like, I'm personally reading off a Huffington Post article, and I'm paraphrasing most of it. But yeah. they put the kibosh on that and said, no, we're not going to do that. This is for kids and teens, and they don't need to worry about Scientology. And then as they were working on like selling the site, they didn't realize until too late that they basically sold it to a group that has a lot of Scientology connections at the top. Yeah, because the Scientologists, as you said, are all about making money. The founder, Elron Hubbard, joked several times to people, probably being half serious, that the best way to make money is to form your own religion, which he did. Um, and now, they to be get- fair... <laughs> To, not, to be Okay, I want to say to be fair, but not really to be fair. Um, but just the thing about things being owned by other things is that there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Yeah. You can boycott Neopets for being owned by Viacom, which is controlled by Scientologists. But then you'd also have to boycott all of Nickelodeon 
and anything that they have a take on. Anyways, we're half an hour in. No more Scientology! Scientology is gone! We've banished it to the Shadow Realm. Neopets, moving on. Here's the other thing we need to do to bring Neopets back into the modern day. We need to expand the brand. We need to expand it so hard that I have outsourced the term expand the brand to one of our mutual friends, Ty, because he says it much better than I do, and I will be inserting that sound clip right here. Expand the brand! Anyways, so here's how we expand the brand. First off, we're optimizing this franchise for mobile. Yes. We are going to make sure that a whole bunch of their games can be played on mobile. It should not be that hard because, like we mentioned, their match three games or their push a button games, they're all games that could easily be adapted for just a touch screen or stuff like that. Yeah. The next thing we're going to do is refurbish a lot of the item stuff. So you can get all kinds of items in Neopets, and you can get food and toys and books and clothing and weapons and all kinds of wacky stuff. But really, the only things that have a real impact are the uh, pet pet items and the food, because you have to feed things food for them to survive. And then also, sometimes you can give your Neopets a pet pet, and they their pet has a pet, and then sometimes your pet pet gets a pet pet pet. And that was when people started going, oh, hmm. That's a little weird. Also, if I remember correctly, you can't assign the pet pet pet. You just stick it in your inventory and wait for it to, like, attach itself to a pet pet. Because they were, like, mites and stuff. Yeah. It's weird. They're, like, really nice fleas. We could probably phase out the pet pet pet. Yeah, we're, we're, pet pet pets are banished as well. <laughs> Be gone. Or we could turn them into stuffies. We could. Or we could just upgrade some of them to pet pets. Because yeah. they had decent designs, too. They were just really tiny. Yeah. And you know, some of the pet pets had really great designs too. Oh yeah, the pet, like honestly, I wish you could collect an unending number of pet pets. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with a limited number of Neopets, although I would be raising that to six. Yeah, because that's also the amount that you can have in a Pokemon party. Mm-hmm. I also think that rather than just, a, like, generating a Neopet from the Aether, you can go and, like, meet them out in Neopia. Like, maybe... The first pet you get is completely customized, but, like, after that, it's not going to be, like, Pokemon, but it's going to be, like, you can do little mini-games and quest lines and go find a pet in, like, Terror Mountain. And because you found it in Terror Mountain, which is, like, this big mountain that's one part very cold and one part Christmas town, you, like, have options of, like, the standard colors, but also maybe you can get this pet in snow and maybe you can get this pet in Christmas. Give people the option to get some of the more fancy color schemes when they get the pet. And also just make it easier to get paintbrushes and that kind of stuff. And yeah, that might crash oh, the Neopets yeah. economy, but this the game was not supposed to be a capitalism simulator. Actually, the fact that this game became a capitalism simulator is probably Scientology's fault, actually. Well, even before Scientology got involved, like you could create your own store, but it was... So some of the prices for some of the stuff was really fucking a lot. But the thing is, you compare store prices to some of the like shop prices where things were just generated by the site rather than yeah. people selling them. And that's like the shops were usually extremely large, though you could also haggle stuff at the shops. Yeah, that's true. And I, I did enjoy haggling. I would keep haggling in. <laughs> but yeah, like because paintbrushes were so rare, they were extremely expensive. So if you make them easier to find, then they become less expensive. Yeah. Simples. But since, since this is a reboot, I don't think we've done a full reboot in a bit, but this is going to be a full reboot. We are starting the storyline from the ground and going up. Yeah. Like, completely rebuilding the site. Pretty much. Because part of the appeal was also, like, going onto your PC and playing it too. Yeah. But we also need to do the mobile compatibility. Yeah. Either optimize the website for mobile or just make a Neopets mobile app. Yeah. Because then you can also, you have the games built in and it's just easier to monitor your pets and all that kind of stuff. If you're like, oh dang, I gotta feed some jelly to my loop. I can do yeah. that right now on the bus. Well, one way I, I see it, it could be kind of like Pokemon Go, but... Or you could go the way of like, um... Neko Atsume being... It's a cat waiting simulator. Right. Yeah. We could do that with the pet pets. Yeah. Because honestly, the pet pets were a lot more Pokemon-y than the Neopets. Yeah. Uh, on account of there's like a thousand of them. Oh, yeah. 
trying to find like the one that I really liked. It, it was like a cat that had like a moon thing on it, kind of like a skitty, but like I I'm trying to remember. I can't recall. Yeah. I don't think it was a Kato 80 cuz that was like an alien cat thing. Yeah. I'll find it. Don't worry. You keep talking. <laughs> what else? So yeah, so we start from scratch. We'd start with the most basic of the Neopian. So the world is Neopia. It started with the following areas. Fairyland, which was like a magical, pink, fluffy fairy place. Yeah. Uh, the Haunted Woods, which were kind of self-explanatory. Croc Island mm-hmm. was all about pirates. Uh, yeah. da, 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 da. So Morocco was one of the starting areas, but like I said, a few years in, they like just destroyed it in a cataclysm and then rebuilt it a few years after that. Yeah. Mystery Island was like... A, a, a tiki island i i feel like we'd have to adjust a bunch of stuff there because it comes off very funny island man yeah like maybe do something more like the island of dr moreau like just a general tropical island with weird creatures on it yeah like we can definitely do a tropical island place without having to fall into a lot of look at bad colonialism stuff thanks Britain. yeah yeah that <laughs> yeah um yeah, just do Lost World. You you got some weird. We don't stuff, even have maybe. to populate it. It doesn't even have to have a civilization necessarily. Yeah. It can just be an island and an uninhabited island. And the yeah. fact that there are like villages there is because people found it and set up shop. Colonialism yeah. is easier to swallow when you're not forcing people out of their own place. Yes. And then it can oh, and then it can be like a green Aesop. How like, well, we landed here and we established our little villages, but we're not going to push any further into the forest because we don't want to destroy the natural ecosystem of the island. Yeah, I've saved the not the economy. I've destroyed the economy and I've saved the environment through the power <laughs> <Yay>! of Neopets. <laughs> here is your Hayao Miyazaki award. <laughs> Excellent. It's what I always wanted. <laughs> Uh, what else was at the start? There was Neopia Central, uh, Terror Mountain, and that was most of it. And then everything else was added afterwards. So there was Altador, which was like a Roman place. Uh, yeah. There was Brightvale and Meridel and Derrigan, which were all like three different variations on medieval Europe. Yeah. Um, Derrigan was, like... was like the Gothic yeah. area. Yeah, one was more goth, one was more high fantasy and the other would be more like um, fairy tale fantasy. Yeah, well, like one, one Meridale wasn't necessarily even high fantasy. It was really just it was like a knight's tale kind of that level yeah. of fantasy. Yeah. And then Brightvale was like, oh no, this is like the magical fantasy. This is the more serious fantasy. Yeah. No, well, I don't want to say serious. I want to say it's like like Brightvale was like the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And Meridale was more like. Uh, not Game of Thrones, because God, no. But no, it was like A no, Knight's Tale, where it was yeah. more down to earth. Yeah. There was Creeludor, which was the moon. Go yeah. to the moon. <laughs> uh, they also added the Virtue Pet Space Station, which was won by the evil Dr. Sloth, who was the first and seems to be the most uh, consistent big bad of most of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, they also, they, later they added Shenku and Lost Desert and Tyrania, which was like the prehistoric place yes and then they also had stuff like kiko lake which is just a lake with kikos and kikos are like tadpole critters uh there was also rue island which is where the ruse live the bloomeroos yeah which are kangaroos and lutari island which was the bane of everyone's existence yeah how the (laughs) fuck did you ever get on onto that place well, you needed a code from their special phone game that ha- was a thing before smartphones. Uh, so you had to shell out on your parents' razor. Uh, Basically. It was the very first time that Neopets demanded your real-life money to get something. Yeah. I call bullshit. Yes. So... I mentioned a, a little bit back that you needed to, like, uh, revamp the items. So another thing I want to do is, like, when you have an item, it means something. I want you to be able to give your Neopet a book, and they spend, like, the next few hours reading that book. Yeah. And, like, there'll be a little, like, a status bar, and it's like, oh, I'm reading the book. And then, like, they'll learn 
fun facts and trivia, or like their intelligence will go up, stuff like that. Like th actually reading the book affects them. It's not just a book and you give it to them and it's like, they're happy now. That's it. Yeah. Same with toys. Same with, I mean, food can pretty much say the same because it's just the food is good. You eat the food. Yeah. Um, clothing. So yeah. when they introduced the Neocache, they also like redid all the art for every single pet and every single color variation so that you could put clothing on them. And you can only buy the clothing pretty much exclusively with the Neocache premium currency. Yeah. I say get rid of the Neocache. Yeah. You don't necessarily need it. And don't worry. I have a plan to keep the capitalism in here. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't need the Neocache for it. You Any clothes you get, you can put on your pet. Yes. I want that. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, also... So, like, Fantasy Crest on Twitter mentioned uh, Neopets Treasure Keepers. I never played that. I didn't really have a chance to look it up. But uh, they mentioned an MMO-type thing. And I think it would be fun if, like, you could just take control of Varden your Neopets and just go run around the world in first person. And yes. this is something you probably wouldn't be able to do on the mobile version. You'd either have to do it on your PC, or we make another Neopets video game. Oh, yeah, they did have a video game. They had at least, I think they had two Neopets video games, actually. Because yeah. I think one was, like, a tie-in to the Meridel plot, because there was all, like, a whole squad of characters from that... The Darkest Fairy was, yeah. like, the most well-known one. Uh, oh, Neopets Pet Pet Adventures, The Wand of Wishing, uh, was released in 2006 for the PlayStation Portable. <laughs> you can play as a Doggle Fox, a Croc, a Mazu, or a Meowclops. Okay. But yeah, so easier customization, more interactivity with the pets, because if you have a virtual pet, you want to interact with the virtual pet. Yeah. You want to get a little bit more personality out of your virtual pet. Oh, yeah. So, in terms of capitalism, we move to another not-quite-defunct-yet concept, but it seems to be going out, but this might be a way to bring it back in. Lindsay, do you know about Toys to Life? No. You know all those amiibos that Ryan has? Yes. So those are Toys to Life, and they're kind of like, the amiibo is kind of like the last remainder of the Toys to Life genre, but that thing was huge. Because there was that, but there was also all the Skylander stuff. There was yeah. the Lego Universe game that had a whole, like, you could buy the Lego figs and, like, plug them into the portal. And I had it, but I, I never really got through most of the... <laughs> I only ever bought two packs, and I got a Wicked Witch pack and a Portal pack. Because, okay. yeah, they made Lego Wicked Witch. For your cool. enjoyment. Cool. There is... Like, I have to applaud them for have, doing so much for mm -hmm. LEGO Universe, uh, but, like, unfortunately it did end up just kind of dying on the vine because people couldn't afford to keep buying all of these packs because unless you're really big into LEGO and you wanted these, like, rare and interesting minifigs, but you weren't necessarily using them to play the game. Yeah. And then that's the reason I think Toys Slay failed is that you can never really use them as toys. There were yeah. good-looking statuettes that you could plug into your game for a temporary thing, but really they only existed in terms of the game world. Yeah. So like like Lego came close, and then uh, Nintendo had the right idea with some of its amiibos, because for Yoshi's Woolly World, mm -hmm. in which you play Yoshi, but he's made of wool, <laughs> their amiibos were giant knitted stuffies. Oh, okay. And like the, the like tech stuff was inside, but like it could be detected through the stuffiness. But you could still like bloop it to your game and then give it to your child and be like, play with this toy. And they're like, yes, papa. <laughs> so that's something similar that we can do with Neopets. Maybe not necessarily a full-on amiibo, but so like this is actually something they did before where if you bought Neopets merch, it came with codes that you could trade in for items in the game. And the yeah. problem was that the item was usually random and again, it was usually something that didn't make a difference because it's just a random toy or a random book or a random whatever. Yeah. I say that when you buy, when you go out into the real world and you buy a Gellert plushie and you scan, like not scan, well, maybe you do scan it or maybe you just type in the code. You yeah. type the code into your Neopets account and then you get a Gellert plushie that your Gellert can play with the Gellert plushie while you can also play with the Gellert plushie. And then even once you have used the Geller plushie in the game, you have the Geller plushie in real life that you can play with. <laughs> Yo, I heard you like Geller plushie, so I gave you Geller plushie and your Geller plushie for your Geller plushie. 
I'm gonna own chili, chili, chili. <laughs> um, and this can go beyond the toys because if we have like the magazines, each issue of the magazine could come out with a code, uh, actual full on books, which yeah. beca- because Neopets has managed to be around for so long, the Neopets books could range from like children's coloring books to full on YA novels to adult yeah. coloring books. Yes. And again, all of these can also have the codes in them. Mm-hmm. Even the video games can have the codes in them. Yeah. You can also expand this into comic books. Yes. Oh my god. Okay, who, uh, for, um, I'd either, yeah, IDW. IDW yeah. would probably love to make a Neopets comic. Oh, yeah. Or Boom. Or Boom, yeah. They seem to do all of the IP stuff, so. Yeah, between the two of them. And Boom is getting into, like, Boom seems to be specifically tar- Actually, no, I guess IDW does that, too, with all the Hasbro stuff. I'd like, I thought of IDW first because they did My Little Pony, but they yeah. mainly did My Little Pony because owned by Hasbro. Yeah. The two big IPs, like, um, licensed IPs that Boom has right now are the Buffy comic and the Power Rangers comics. Okay. But I feel like it's, a, like, with both of those, like, if you were a fan of those as a kid, you grew out of it, and then you, like, turned and looked back and was like, actually, this was pretty great, and then you get back into it. Yeah. Which is actually kind of great for Neopets, because a lot of people, like, popped in and out of that world a couple times. Yeah. Like, if you turned around and you said, hey, Neopets is still good, or Neopets is good again, or you can play Neopets on your commute. Yeah. On the bus. <laughs> then a lot of people would come back in. And people yeah. love buying merch now. <laughs> yep. And again, if we expand it beyond just toys, if you have people buying the weekly issues of comics, which people would do even if we don't have to worry about rebooting comics, which we did back in episode 50, self-plug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like you could easily get a lot of people getting in on this. Mm-hmm. So now the only thing, other thing I can think of to discuss is the plots, where I think we should just start it from scratch and start going through, like, a majority of the plots that happened, leading to the discovery of all these places. And now, as I say it, and thinking of other stuff I've talked about, I kind of, I'm now thinking of a World of Warcraft type thing. Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) I only played World of Warcraft for a little bit, and now we're not playing it until Blizzard is able to escape from the thumb of the the, the other people. Who are they? Whatever. The bastards in China. Anyways, so in vanilla World of Warcraft, before any of the other expansions came out, there was this big in-game event called, like, the Gates of Ankaraj. Where basically this desert kingdom, this hidden desert kingdom had been discovered and been completely locked away. And all the servers had to get all their, like, players to, like, work on these quest chains and, like, gather supplies and go through the quest and solve all this stuff to prepare themselves for when the gates opened and it would be a huge raid that everyone had to go in. And so I could see something similar like that happening in Neopets, where the storyline begins and it doesn't continue until X amount of people have completed X amount of tasks in the story. And, like, we Mm -hmm. can make it proportionate to the player base. So, like, if we only have a million people, then 250,000 people have to get through this. Because, ideally, if you have a website like this, at least 25% of the people are regular players. (laughs) Yeah. And just go through it like that, where it's a social thing and you work together and because this would be a reboot and people would be like guessing what's behind this door, what goal we're working towards. Like if we say, Oh, you guys better start gathering near like the coast of the mystery Island. People are going to be like, Oh, we're getting ready to go search for the lost Isle of Draftiku, <laughs> which was like the Mayanka tech version. That yeah. one, we might also have to adjust a little bit, a little bit, but again, like, with all things, once you remove colonialism, things become a little bit easier. Yeah. And, you know, population shifts and just general reasons why to leave an area. It doesn't have to involve colonialism all the time. Yeah. Um, and we're in a magical world! So we yeah. can find, like, <laughs> weird bullshit. Um, yeah, like, I would love to do a big... Like, some of the really big famous plots, I feel like, should even get their own games. Yeah. Like, see, the downside is that I wish th- this these uh, Neopets, well, I guess it was big during the time of the DS, but I wish they had gone with the DS as their system of choice. Yeah. 
and just had, instead of trying to do original stuff, done adaptations of the storylines. Because I would love to have seen, like, a DS game that was, like, an Age of Empires type thing, but you're going through the whole plot of Meridel and the Darrigan Kingdom and Brightvale and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because, like, I missed that completely by the time I jumped onto Neopets at 12. Wow, you joined, like, just after I did then, because that was my first plot was Meridel. Yeah, I think it had just wrapped up because my first big plot that I read was, um, no, it would have been Hannah in the Ice Caves. Yeah, like I would love to see a AAA video game version of like the Battle for Morocco or the Fall of Fairyland where like oh, that, that was that the biggest was... shock. Yeah. That one I missed because I was away from the site. So that was the biggest yeah, shock when I here. logged back in and they're like, Fairyland crashed into the ground. Everything is in ruins. Yeah. I had to, like, go into wikis to find out what the fuck happened! Oh my god! And there was a massive villain twist, too! Because they did a complete misdirection on who the bad guy was. Or bad girl was. Yeah, it was a yeah. girl who did it. Yeah. Though, there were a couple endings to some of the storylines, like uh, the Lost Desert plot, where Nabil... Declares her love for the cursed prince Jazan out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> there was no build up to it at all. <laughs> but like that one, we could revamp into something like the like two thousands mummy movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Except with a, a penguin card player. Yes. <laughs> Bru- my boy, Brucey B. <laughs> I beat him in cheat like three separate times, yo. <laughs> so now I feel like we're we're nearing the end, but I just got to do one thing. Well, one long thing. We have to decide if we're going to get rid of any of the existing Neopets. Because uh... Christina mentioned, and she's right, in that a lot of the pets have really good designs, but <laughs> with, with every upside, there's a downside. A lot yeah. of these pets, I, I just, I've never liked them. <laughs> Yeah. For example, the Kiko, which is a shitty tadpole with a band-aid attached to its head. Yeah. Like, not even a fun anime bandage. Like, it's a band-aid with, like, breathable pores in it. Yeah, it's... And they're always in the water, so you know that's gonna float off at some point and be nasty. Mm Mm-hmm. And what's under there? Is that their true face? (laughs) It's, like, total recall. There's just, like... (laughs) A, a little mutant attached underneath the bandage. Oh, God. So, yeah, we're getting rid of Kikos. Yeah. Um, sorry, Kiko fans. Yeah, we're going to have to say sorry to some fans. Um, Lenny is just a stork. But I kind of like Lenny. Yeah. Lenny looks really happy to be here. <laughs> See, I want to get rid of the ones that are... Way too simplistic, and Lenny has just enough detail in him that I'm okay, okay. with him staying. But, yeah. like, Nimmo. It's just actually, actually, And actually both frogs. Because there's Nimmo and there's Quiggle. And they're both just frogs, except Quiggle is square. And, I mean, at least Quiggle has some personality. Uh, da, da. Who else do we have? Chia. Would we keep the Chia? Uh, Chia kind of weirded me out. But I feel like we have to. Yeah, it's kind of an iconic character. So. It is the mascot of the site, kind yeah. of. Also, and also, okay, I guess we can't necessarily just kick someone off for just being an animal because a lot of these are just animals. Like Kao yeah. is or cow K A U K U is just a cow. Yeah. Gararl is just a T Rex. Yeah. Um... But they've got the personality. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Nimmo. <laughs> I've never liked the Nimmo. Yeah. Oh, oh hang on. Let me check the pet, pet ne- the the Neo pet popularity. See, the problem with the Neo pet po- popularity is that the bottom ones are at the bottom because they're hard to get. Yeah. Like the croc, you can only get if you get a croc pet pet and then take it to the fungus caves at the right time and hope it eats some fungus and oh, then wow. just mutates into a Neo pet croc. Wow. It used to be the Lenny that was way at the bottom. And now yeah. Lenny's are in 42nd place out of 55. Yeah. Uh, number 54 is a, is Drake. Um, 69,000. Nice. 
Holy shit. There are only 2,556 crocs. Oh, wow. That, that is less than 1%. Yeah. Of course, con- considering how like how many Neopets are and how they're spread out, it makes sense that Shoiru, which is in first place, like only has 6.16% of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Some of the best designed Neopets are the ones that are kind of like cats. <laughs> yeah. Like the Aisha and the Akara and the Zwitok, they're all cat adjacent. Yeah. Well, the internet just absolutely loves cats. Yes. Kugra. Oh, I had a Kugra. That's who the fourth one was. I had a blue Kugra. Okay. But I wanted to get a fairy Kugra because I really liked the wings on the fairy Kugra. Oh, the fairy paints were so pretty. Yeah. Well, the drake isn't that bad looking. Oh, no, I love the design of the drake. Yeah. But again, like, they're limited edition pets, so they're hard to get. Like, of course they're going to be low in popularity when you only, like, let a thousand be released every year. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I'd be keeping a majority of the pets. Like, Scorchio, keep. Jub-Jub, keep. Walkie, keep. Corbat, I have to keep, because my very first one was a Corbat. (laughs) Um, But uh, I'm just going through these all very quickly, looking at them. We'll keep the Kyrie, even though that still kind of sketches me out. Uh, that one was... It oh. was like... It's like oh, a nasty yeah. rat. Yeah. It looked better in the storylines when they yeah. kind of anthropomorph- anthropomorphized them. It looks like a bastard weasel. Also, I've never liked the design of the Bloomeroo, but we'll keep it just because I know there's going to be people who appreciate it. Yeah, it's a bit simple for... Me, but it's okay. like an aardvark crossed with a kangaroo. Yeah, kind of weird. And also, I haven't really ever been fond of the yerbil because it looks like a cross between a, a gnome and a hamster. I I don't mind the yerbil, but I get that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's another, like, we should probably keep most of these, but I would say promote some of the pet pets to Neopet status. Oh, yeah. Like, a Meowclops would be a good as a full pet pet. Or a full yeah. Neopet, I mean. Let's go on the list of pet pets. Page <laughs> one of, like, 89 billion. Oh, God. There's so many. There's so many. And you can tell that some of these have not had the art updated since their creation. You can get a King Roo Baby Blue. <laughs> so I think we may have reached the end of our rope at this point. Uh, can you think of any other things you'd want to reboot Neopets with? Oh, aside from new artwork. I mean, mostly artwork is up to snuff, at least when it comes to the Neopets. It's really, yeah. it is the pet pets. We could probably do a purge of some pet pets too, because I guarantee that some of these are like, people don't even bother with them unless they are obsessed yeah. with the history of it. There's one called Charney, and it looks... It's got a mouth like the like the cookie cutter shark. Have you ever heard of the cookie cutter shark? I have not, but I think I know what... Did you say it's a charney? Yeah, a charney. Oh god, yeah, that thing's ugly. Yeah. I'm sorry. This voracious pet pet makes a horrible wailing noise whenever it wants you to play with it. No! Like, listen, I can get behind the ugly Pokemon, because even the ugly Pokemon are cute in their own way. And charney is just like... this. It's a lamprey! It's a lamprey that screams at you. Play with me! There's also another pet pet that's a tongue. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Now, there, there is the slorg, which is just a slimy slug, but I did like the slorg. Yeah. Because the slorg looked like it wanted to be your friend. And also, it looks like you could squeeze him like a beanbag, and he'd be like, I love this! <laughs> <laughs> you go to bed at night, and you fluff up your slorg pillow, and then you can just, like, lay there. And then it does a whole skincare routine on your face. <laughs> <laughs> you can also just get a rock. <laughs> we have to keep the rock. Yes. <laughs> so, my favorite thing about the rock pet pet... Yeah. <laughs> ...is that if you paint it fairy... Yeah. Yeah, if you paint the rock fairy colored, then, like... So the pet rock has this vague face, like, just carving into it. But it's not, like, an actual face. It's just, like, three divots that look like a, a, a vaguely perturbed face. Yeah. 
<laughs> but if you paint it fairy, then the one that represents the mouth gets like kind of recarved, and that looks like it's a smile. Aw. Oh, there's a really cute little polar bear one called Polar Chuck. I love Polar Chuck because you can... Okay, so there's a game, and it's called Snow Muncher, and you play as a Polar Chuck. Yay! The whole... That was another favorite! Because the sound effects are so good. Because, like, it starts with a banjo. And then, like, you have to eat the snow as you go down. You go, nom, 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 nom. And then if you eat too much snow, though, you lose a life. And so you have to get, like, the digestive potion. And so then, but if you don't get it in time, you just eat too much snow. Then you eat, and it just goes, (laughs) That was the cutest game. Ah! You went black. Oh, you're back. Our cult just decided to die for a hot second. Yeah, it's. I think that's a sign that we should quickly cut to a friendship promo before we start wrapping things up. Yeah. So uh, while we do that, I'm going to go quickly do all my Neopets dailies and spin some wheels. Woo! Oh, it's the All My Fantasy Children podcast commercial. First, I demand to know what the podcast is about. You got it, stupid wizard character. All My Fantasy Children is the newest podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network. Great network! All My Fantasy Children is a tabletop character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by you. You mean me? Each week, hosts Jeff Stormer and Eric Catano saez take a listener-submitted prompt and, using some of their favorite tabletop RPGs, spin them into an original fantasy character, populating a shared universe, one story at a time. So become a junior wizard and join us every Friday wherever you get your podcasts or at allmyfantasychildren.com. My turn. From worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Bum, 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 Where's my closing music? I hate this show. All right, so I'm back. Uh, and I made the mistake of starting to spin the wheel of mediocrity, so I'm uh, just gonna have to let that run in my browser for like the next hour. Yeah. I think one time it took a full 24 hours. Ooh. Yeah. And I only got like 500 lousy Neo points. Oh no. Um. That being said, I am on the website Daily Neopets, which has like a guide to all the daily tasks you should do. And you know what? In, like we sh- So we should start from the beginning of all the Neopets plots, but you know what Neopets plot we should do first before anything else in our rebooted Neopets? Jelly World. Okay. Do you not remember Jelly World? I don't remember. Girl, because Jelly World doesn't exist. Oh. Jelly World is not real in Neopets. Why would there be an entire world made of jelly? <laughs> Ignore the fact that if you type in the URL directly, that's the only way you can access it, and there's a large amount of jelly, but Jelly World doesn't exist, and ignore the large jellies we talk that prevents you from taking more than one piece of jelly at a time, because Jelly World is not real. (laughs) (laughs) It was a whole conspiracy, hiding Jelly World from the rest of us. (laughs) Um, No, but I'm on Daily Neopets, and I'm trying to see... They don't have, they have a guide to, oh no, they do have a plot guide. Hang on. No, it looks like, it looks like Neopets has not had a plot, an ongoing plot necessarily, since that Wraith thing that I mentioned earlier. And that's not even on daily Neopets. Like, okay, hang on. Do you have news? Last update, oh no, last update was yesterday. So yeah, they still do news. Okay. I guess, I don't know. I have no idea if there's any ongoing plots. Okay, listeners, please tell us if there are any ongoing plots in Neopets, because I'm kind of distressed at the fact that I can't find any current information on it. Yeah. I bet the last plot of Neopets, before it just, like, self-combusts, is going to be Jelly World. (laughs) What a way to go. Yeah. And also, hey, God, God bless all of those Neopets fan sites that had a list of all the daily things to do, because without them, I would never have gotten as far as I ever did in Neopets. And I didn't necessarily get that far, but I got far enough. Yeah, I should have been seeking those out, but I didn't. Oh, well. They have a steampunk paintbrush now. Oh, yeah, because of uh, Multara. Right, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. And a burlap paintbrush, which basically turns your pets into the other mother. <laughs> Oh, d- we forgot to talk about the Neopian Times. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because Neopian Times 
was the like was it weekly or monthly newspaper? I want to say it was weekly. Yeah, it was a weekly newspaper that had all had like user submitted articles and comics and all like just artwork and like fiction too. And like even the articles though were set in the kayfabe of the universe. So it wasn't like how to maximize earnings to find a paintbrush. It was like the the undercover delving into the the secrets of the Neopian pound. <laughs> <laughs> like written as if you were a secret reporter for the Neopian Times in Neopets. <laughs> and yeah, and they had like weekly to monthly comics that were all fan submitted and like fan art was submitted too and like prose stories. And I think you mentioned earlier, like, yeah, they had haikus and poetry contests too. Yeah. Like, and that's one thing I want to keep is that there is a plethora of user submitted content and... It's, it wasn't quite like they were freelancing for free, but it was like just, you could submit any fan content you want, and what matters was that you, like, it was being uplifted by the creators. Yeah. Like, the, you, you were chosen for the spotlight because you were so good. Yeah. And that's something I definitely like to keep, because again, like, I'd like this to be a little bit more of a social thing. I like there to be some kind of community where you and your friends can gather and have your Neopets, and they can go on a picnic or something. I don't know. Yeah, just have all that fun social interaction and not relegate it to the uh, bowels of a forum. Yeah. Like, we don't have anything against forums, but, like, sometimes it can be a bit hard to navigate them, especially when you are 12. Yeah. Apparently some wild shit happened on the Neopets forums, too. Yeah, we don't need to get into that. But yes, yeah, so I think at this point we just gotta say, Lindsay, where can you be found on the internet? I'm on Twitter at LindsayM476. That's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. And you can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Not If I Boot You First, and they're pronounced <laughs> And you can follow this uh, podcast on Instagram at Not If I Reboot You First, all one word. And the hashtag that we follow is N-I-I-R-Y-F, and that is pronounced, quote, Fairyland goes boom, stone fairies, head goes flying, best panel ever. (laughs) (laughs) Unquote. From Webby. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, you can also email us at notifyrebootyoufirst at gmail.com where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and the names of your Neopets. (laughs) <laughs> uh, d- although none of them will ever be good as chili underscore chili underscore chili. <laughs> yeah, that's at the bar too high. Yeah. You could even ask to be a guest, but if you do, make sure you send us a hint instead of just the entire idea because we love being surprised. Yeah. If you would like to support us more directly, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash first. We can get a bevy of bonuses if you choose to support us. Uh, and that includes a weekly shout out for all of our patrons, including Cassidy and Charlie. Thanks, Cassidy and Charlie. You can also rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and if you can't find us on your podcatcher of choice, then contact me and I'll try and get us in there. Last but not least, our cover art, as always, is by Alex, a.k.a. Pachu, and her work can be found on ptchew.com, and our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him if you'd like music of his own for your own. <laughs> Alright, so next week, do you want to hear next week's hint, Tanner? I, I need to hear next week's hint, Lindsay. All right. So when she had rubbed the sleep out of her eyes and wept till she was weary, she set out on her way. I mean, fuck, that just sounds like me every morning. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're doing that. So next week, we're going to wake up in the morning and we'll go outside. And we'll take a deep breath and we'll get real high. And we'll scream at the top of our lungs. Not if we reboot you first. Bye.
And I said, hey, 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 I said, hey, what's going on? <laughs> you have the soul of a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs>